0: hey guys it's eva and i'm here with another episode of currently binging the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few extra seconds rate comment all that is greatly appreciated so (laughs) how are you guys doing um (laughs) I always feel asking how you guys are doing because like no one's going to respond back, but I just imagine that you're responding back in your head. Uh, but I am excited to, for t- or whatever day you're listening to this, but I'm excited for this episode's discussion because we are discussing to all the boys, always and forever, the final installment in the to all the boys I loved before, um, what is it called? series if you or trilogy if you will and this was based on the books of the same name by Jenny Han which you guys if you've listened to any of the other two episodes where I discussed the first two movies because I have discussed the other two movies so if you want to, you can go back and listen to them and then come back to this one. But I have not read the books. I've always said I had no plans to read the books. And so therefore, those of you who get super weirded out about book spoilers, when I spoil book things, you can rest assured that that will not be happening. But I do want to forewarn this by saying my little spiel, which is that I'm going to spoil things, so if you have not watched this and you probably should not uh, listen to this episode. Also, you know, it's only me. I don't have anyone to kind of reel me in. So we're going to jump all over the place. Possibly we're not going to go in a linear line, but it's all going to make sense by the time we get to the end of it. So just, you know, stick, stick around, follow through all those good things. So with that being said, (laughs) I also wanted so, okay, because, you know, I've been unofficially making this like a weekly podcast, even though it's still technically officially a bi-weekly podcast. And so you may have noticed there was no new episode um, like before this one. So there was a week gap or was it like two weeks? No, I think it was like a week. Either way, there was like a week gap. And that's because... And it's not even gonna. I'm not gonna get into my whole spiel about like, oh, we don't have anything to watch and uh, everything sucks. There's no movies, blah blah blah. I mean, there are movies and things. Uh, some of the things I did plan to talk about after watching them, I was like, oh, I don't know that I want to talk. I don't know that I want to like actually sit and talk it out. And then there were some things that I ended up watching actually this past weekend because you know it was Valentine's Day weekend, so. All the love stories dropped, and y'all know that's not my thing, but, like, these kind of, like, to all the boys, those kind of things, like, I'll watch them, because I watched a lot of teen drama rom-coms, I hate calling them rom-coms, I just, I don't think these are rom-coms, even though technically, I think... Um, to All the Boys is technically a rom-com, but I don't really find it that funny. <laughs> but it's like, whatever. Anyway, and so there was another movie that dropped that I had no clue about. I had seen no, like, trailers or anything about it. And it was called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Also, why is everyone putting tiny in things and P words in the titles of their movies. I don't understand. Either way. So I watched that actually before I watched To All The Boys. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually do kind of want to talk about this. Do I group it with To All The Boys? Because I didn't know what that was going to be like going into it, but I was like, no, cause I haven't grouped, it, grouped To All The Boys before. So I may discuss the map of tiny, pretty things. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I'm thinking of tiny, is it tiny little things? So, <laughs> I need some differentiation in these titles. So, um, <laughs> tiny, the map of tiny, pretty things. I do want to talk about it. I'm trying to see what that actually looks like if I do like a roundup, which I've also been trying to figure out if there are things that I want to do a roundup on. Cause there are, like I said, there were things that I've been watching where I've been like, Oh, I don't know if I want to actually discuss it, but I'm like, well, does it make more sense to do a roundup? Cause I haven't done a roundup in a while. So yeah, I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll see. You guys will know because if you're subscribed, you'll get the notification and you'll see what I discussed. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into this. That was enough like dilly-dallying around and let's discuss to all the boys always and forever. And so... (laughs) I know I was like, yeah, I've discussed the other two movies. So if you want to, you can go back and listen to them. But now that I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at the little bit of notes that I took on this, um, you might want to actually go back and listen to them because I think it will set you up really well for kind of my feelings going into this third installment. And also, I can't really remember because I discussed so many teeny things that, or like teen teen content things that I feel like I talk a lot about um, just my feelings on these relationships when they're like in high school and then they're starting to talk about college. Like I talk a lot about that. And so I don't think that anything that I say is gonna be a big surprise as far as like how I was feeling throughout this entire thing. So just wanna put that out there. If you need more context, then I would say go back and listen to one of the other two <laughs> episodes about To All the Boys before listening to this one. So yeah, so it's senior year. <laughs> and our favorite little couple, Laura Jane and Peter Kavinsky, are like, it's their last year. It's the it's the year where you're like about to transition into adulthood and you're trying to figure out, you know, where you're going to go to college, you're waiting for acceptance letters. There's just a lot of anxiety and built up in this year because you're waiting to hear back from schools you've applied to in the beginning of the year or like the end of the year. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I was like, I feel like we were towards the end of the school year and it's kind of late to be hearing back from colleges about if you got accepted or not, at least to me, that seems a little bit late because, yeah, but either way, <laughs> and so, um, you have that going on and then you have all the anticipation of graduation where you're going to officially walk across the stage and close the book on the past four year chapter of your life and opening or start a new book on, a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you guys metaphors, start a new book. And begin a new chapter on what essentially um, is the next, you know, phase of your life. And so there are a lot of things that are going around or going on in a 17 or 18 year old um, kid's mind. And a lot of it is anxiety, is pressure, is all internal, external. It's coming from all different sides where sometimes just feel like there's just this weight pressing down on you. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, you get to the end of it. And what is it that they call it? Where like your senior year, cause you know, you're about to graduate. And so you just kind of literally stop (laughs) caring and giving, um, like putting your all into I think it's called like senioritis or something like that. Totally had it. Clearly you can tell I'm speaking from experience, but anyway, so Peter and Laura Jane have, are both waiting or not both. She's waiting to hear back from Stanford because she's applied to three schools. She applied to Stanford. She applied to Berkeley and she applied to NYU because her sister, who I think had, um you know, I was like, yes, Margot, a lot throughout the beginning of this, but I think that she was being realistic or trying to be realistic with her sister and was like, you need her saying like, oh, you need an East Coast option just because was also her being like, you know, high school is a little bubble. Once you leave that bubble, like everything changes. And so therefore you don't want to make big life de- big life decisions based off of this life you built in this bubble in a way. So thank you, big sister Margo. Um, <laughs> Laura Jane had applied to NYU as well. So I mean, like, we saw in the beginning of the um, movie, uh, Large Jean was with her family. They went to Seoul, and it was like cute moment, family moment, all this stuff. And then they came back. Um, This was all during spring break. So this is where we, uh, now that I'm now I'm like, okay, this started in spring break. Yes, getting acceptance letters. This seems late in the year, of, like the senior your senior year to be getting your acceptance letter from college. Did they change something? I don't know. Clearly, I haven't been. In school for a while. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I found out where I was going in the fall. But either way. So she's waiting for this. And then also something that's new. Because, you know, I haven't been in school in a while. Is that apparently when colleges are like, oh, we're going to be changing the status for your applications. To say if you've been approved or denied. Like, we're going to tweet that out. Didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even go and like Google to see if this was really a thing. But I was like, that's just so (laughs) random. Like, I don't know that I would want to find out from like a school that I applied to from their Twitter. If when they've updated the statuses to go and check. I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't know. And then they were like making fun because it's like, oh, um, in the old days, people used to get their acceptance letters to the mail. I mean, that was the fun part because you knew you were accepted to the school if you got a big packet in the mail versus a um little like skinny letter and then you knew you were rejected. Mind you, I only applied to two schools. <laughs> and they were both out of state and I got into both of them and I didn't even go to either one of them. I ended up going in state. So like <laughs> but that's the excitement of receiving the acceptance letters your acceptance letter in the mail, because then you get this huge pack and you open it up and it's like, you've been accepted. And it has all the materials. I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, this whole tweet, tweet it out and then go check online thing seems like, what's the word? anticlimactic or underwhelming or something along those lines. But anyway, what do I know? What do I know? Clear, clearly not a lot. <laughs> so... So, first school she finds out from is Stanford. Peter's already going to Stanford because he has a scholarship for lacrosse, I believe. So, he's already going there. And they've made these whole life plans. And they're like, we're going to be go to school together. We're going to be able to do everything together. Like, just literally setting up their lives for the next four years in college. And you guys already know I was cringing so hard. Like, oh my gosh, you guys. Like, <laughs> don't do this so when and we I mean even from the trailer because I didn't I didn't tell you guys but I didn't even really watch the trailers for this I think I saw it once um and that was when it actually was on Netflix you know how they autoplay the trailer and then I, I watched it then but like before this I hadn't really watched it so I was like in the trailer they show pretty much her going, the, the kids going to New York, and then her falling in love with New York and all that in the trailer. This is also why I don't watch trailers, because, like, they give stuff away. But anyway. <laughs> so um, so she gets rejected, and then, of course, accidentally um, sends a tweet that was for Margot because she was super upset about not getting to Stanford, and Margot was trying to be, you know, be empathetic. But also, she was trying to, like, I felt like be realistic and, like, be a big sister. But, um, Laura Jane didn't want to hear that. And so, therefore, they were kind of in an argument. And so, she meant to send a tweet to Margo that went to Peter. And it made it seem like she got into that school. And I was like, oh my gosh, please tell him that you did not get into the school. Because I cannot do, like, the next hour of you not telling him that you didn't get into the school and so finally you guys watched the movie you guys know what happened they go on their New York trip which I also was like who I don't know if it was just my school but also like our senior trips were all kind of (laughs) local they went across the country for their senior trip I was like oh my gosh what's going on like do I need to first of all Kids are expensive anyways, but I'm just like, do I need to start saving for all these things that are going to happen with my kids now? Even though I don't even have any kids, (laughs) like, this just seems insane, like, cross-country senior trips. I don't know. I mean, I've always seen it in movies, but I'm like, is this, does this really happen? Because, again, I'm just using my experience for high school. We did not have a cross-country, um, senior trip. It was very much, we were still in Chicago. (laughs) So, So there is that. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> they go to New York and, um, she's like, oh, don't know if I'm going to tell him. And she's contemplating what, uh, she should be, she's contemplating like how he's going to take it because essentially she is basing her, um, what's the word? She's basing her future And her... Her... Or Peter's reaction is based off of how she feels. I don't even know if I'm explaining this correctly. But, like... I think one of the frustrating things about Laura Jane... And I've I've said this in all the previous um, episodes. I'm saying all. Like, it's 100 previous episodes. It's only two. But I've said this in previous episodes. One of the things that has frustrated me the most about Laura Jane is that... She's... (laughs) Yeah, she's a teenager, but I feel like she's one of those people where she, when she l- loves in quotes, she like falls super hard, which we kind of realized that because she's a very like emotional person. And we know that because she expresses that through her writing. And so we had the letters in the beginning. And then we kind of had that like back and forth that's happening um, the previous season when she was like, trying to figure out if she want to be with Peter or with uh, the other guy whose name is escaping me at the moment, but you guys know who I'm talking about. And so then we also have it with this, where it's just like she's putting all of her eggs in this basket and it's like, this is the plan. This is the only plan. this It has to be this plan. If it's not this plan, like then <laughs> what is life, essentially? And so um, I think that was really frustrating for me because it just made it seem like, she didn't want to tell Peter the truth because she was afraid of how he was gonna react. Because even when she does end up telling him when they go on like their cute little like midnight, it wasn't really midnight, but midnight excursion <laughs> when they first get to New York. And then she ends up telling him. Um, I thought he handled it well. I mean, I was pretty much like, okay, Peter, thank you for like not being a a complete douchebag and just being like, you know, whatever that's gonna work for you. But then the more we got into it, and I'm gonna talk about it, then I was like, okay, Peter, <laughs> do I need to come and talk to you and have a, a conversation because I, because uh, I feel like you're kind of being a little bit selfish. I feel like they both are being selfish, but again, we're dealing with teenagers, so there's that. But I thought when she told him like it was an accident and she didn't really get into, uh. Stanford but she got into Berkeley and so they can make it work and I thought his reception reception to that I thought he handled it well but then it was immediately like oh well you can go to Berkeley for a year and then you can transfer to Stanford I'm just like you guys again you're trying to make all of these life plans in this bubble and you guys have no outside bubble experience whereas it's like honestly if I was them and if I could go back into my life and clearly a lot of this, I'm speaking from like semi or I guess I could say experience, but like, I am clearly older and like, and I'm assuming most people who are listening to me are out of <laughs> high school and college, hopefully. Um, but like, you know, when you're in high school, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make all these big plans. Like I told you guys, I applied to, to schools. And I was like, I'm going to, I, I applied to a school in Indiana, which was like, I don't even know why I applied to that school. I just was like, I'm not just going to only apply to one school. I'm going to apply to another school. Cause my whole goal in life was not, was to get out of Illinois. Like I was like, I am not staying in Illinois. I'm getting out of Illinois. I am moving to New York. That was my goal. I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to live on the West coast, um, I was like, I'm going to be a, a New York girl, all the other stuff. So the school I applied to, I got a partial scholarship. And I was like, yes, I am going to New York. Of course, that did not pan out <laughs> how I thought it was going to pan out. Because again, I only got a partial scholarship and out of state tuition is insane. It's, it's Don't even get me started on the cost of college and student loans and all those things. Because if I can go back and make different choices, I probably would have went to, um, what is it? The, um, the local college. What is it called? I can't even think what it's called right now. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Community college. I only went to community college for like the first couple of years. And then like transfer somewhere. Just to cut off some of the student loan debt that I graduated with. But anyway. And then decided to go back to school after that. Because when I graduated, we were in the middle of a recession and couldn't find work. But that's a whole nother thing. You know, like, again, experience. So I'm like, you can't really plan your life in this bubble and, um, think that like that is what it is going to be. And I think Margot tried to, um, be that voice of reason throughout, even though she wasn't physically there with, um, Lara Jane. She was, I'm about to start calling her LJ. Cause I can't keep saying Lara Jane. <laughs> Cause I feel my, like ac- my, you guys know my middle last accent. <laughs> I feel it like, really, really about to start struggling. So anyway, so even though she's not really there with LJ, um, you, she's still like that voice of reason for her. And so, um, also her friend, Chris, and also a little bit, um, Genevieve, because she, they have a day where they all have to split up. is by last name. I was like, okay, like they need to be split up like, let them experience <laughs> here in New York. Go experience and have fun and all this other stuff. Because I think had they been in the same group, I don't think that um, LJ would have had the experience that she ended up having in New York and be able to go to NYU and kind of, like, experience it um, in that lens. But also, why while, w- while I was watching those NYU scenes, and I was like, okay, like, clearly she's fallen in love with NYU. Like, she could see herself being there. Which I think is super special if you can, like go visit the school (laughs) before you apply and be like, oh, okay, like kind of get experience that culture. Um, Because I'm like, do do kids not do college tours anymore? Because I did do, well, it's for um, HBCUs, but I did do like a college tour. So like you can go and experience what it feels like to be on that campus and be like, okay, is this where I really want to go? Because I couldn't really imagine like accepting or like going to a school that I hadn't really visited to kind of see if that's actually where I wanted to go. Um, Although that's what ended up happening in the long run for me anyway, because again, I ended up going in state and I had no plans to go in state. So I never even took one swipe of a look at an in-state school. (laughs) So (laughs) there was that. Again, you can't can't make plans. You can't make, I feel like if you're in high school, you cannot make plans for what your life is going to be in that moment, because you do not know what life is going to throw at you. But anyway, so I think I was, um I was, I was happy to see her experience that. And I think that also woke her up <laughs> and gave her a little bit of a backbone, if you will, because LJ L- L- has always been kind of like accommodating. We're going to say accommodating. For the purposes of this. And um, willing to, I don't want to say bend, but willing to, you know, give up what she thinks she needs for someone who she loves. And that can be like someone in her family or it can be Peter or it can be a friend. Like that's just the kind of vibe that she gives off. And so... Even in the beginning when we were talking about like the school she's going to go to and her trying to make it work and like counting how long it would take to get from Berkeley to Stanford and then like, oh, how long would it take to get from NYU to Stanford? Can we really make it work? Like, very, very anal about it. And so um, I think her having that experience at NYU and be like, okay... Like, she literally was like, I fell in love with New York. Like, clearly we see her fall in love with New York. And so I think it gave her the ability then to, when she does, when they do go back home and she tells Peter, like, okay, like, listen, I'm going to NYU. And was it like an, oh, I think I'm contemplating. Like, let's talk about it. It was like a, no, I'm going to NYU. And then when he started talking about where <laughs> you could see the internal struggle with in him. And this is where I was like, okay, Peter, um... This part is, is coming up pretty quick. Cool. And I was like, okay, Peter, <laughs> you're being a little bit selfish here. Um, but he, but she's like, he's like, oh, well, okay, whatever. I mean, we can, we can make it work for a year. And I feel like she, she was thinking long-term in a way, but not really. And he was thinking, he was thinking short, learn, long-term. I don't know if that makes sense. Where like she was thinking in, in four-year increments, kind of and he was thinking in okay if we can't be together for this first year we'll make it work for the first year apart and then we have to be together for the rest of the um our three years of college kind of a thing and so when she was like no I am not transferring after a year like I'm going to go to NYU for the whole four years and then it was he was like and we had just had the whole conversation because This episode was a lot about his father, um, or this episode. (laughs) Clearly, I talk in TV speak all the time. This is a movie. (laughs) Clearly, that's all we've been watching for the past year, almost. Um, this whole movie was about his relationship with his father and trying to repair that. And he kind of was, um, open with LJ about how he felt when his father left and all that. So, you kind of have that also kind of playing in the background. Um, and then also, when you start to think forward, when he has that, um, I don't know if it was breakfast because they had coffee, and then it's at that diner, which I feel like they eat pancakes all day, every day. So I never know what actual meal they're having. But um, we had that meal with his dad, and um, after the whole like when LJ was like, "No, I'm going for four years," and Peter was like, "Well, then that means this is this is just not going to work out." <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say that because you guys know I'm gonna get there. Um, in a minute, but he's essentially like, this is not going to work out. And then, um, he was pretty much like, oh, so we're technically not got together. This is all happening on prom night too. We're not together. We're just going to end it right now. Let's not, you know, drag this out. And I was like, harsh. Like, first of all, <laughs> your senior prom, because I'm assuming they don't have a junior prom or did they have a junior prom? I can't remember. But like your senior prom is super like special and a special night. And then you're just like, it explodes or implodes because of college decisions. <laughs> and you're like, well, then we're just not going to be together and like wipe your hands done. I was just like, oh my gosh, Peter, you're being lo- a little bit of an asshole here because you're being selfish and you're only thinking about yourself. You're the one who got a scholarship to Stanford to go play a sport that you actually enjoy playing. And LJ, honestly, I feel like this... In every movie, she never really knew what she wanted, or if she did, she never really acted on it. And so it never really came into realization until this um like until this film or until this movie, I can't think of a word. Until this movie, we never really saw her like make plans for herself solely independent of anyone else. So independent of her family, independent of Peter, like every decision that she made was to include them. So it's like she wanted to stay on the West Coast because she wanted to be close to her family and then she wanted to go to Stanford because she wanted to be close to Peter. And so I feel like this was the actual real moment where she really made a decision for herself. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. Like this is all I've been asking for for the past two movies and we're finally seeing it realized in the flesh. And then Peter's... Punk ass <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> being super selfish about it, but also being realistic. But I also feel like he's being selfish about it and um, that she made this decision for herself um, thinking about her future, which thank you. But then also you're upset at her because she made a decision for herself based on what she wanted to do, where you are, your life's already set up. Like you get to go where you want to go. And she essentially was like, I don't want to regret not going to NYU when that's where she feels like she's supposed to be. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, Peter. I literally wrote, I'm happy. Lara Jean chose where she wanted to go, but I'm very disappointed in Peter for being a selfish douche. I literally wrote that in my notes. So, <laughs> so this is where very, very real Eva comes in. And, this is just me in general being like, there are cases, I feel like I've said, this is starting to feel like a familiar conversation that I've had either with you guys or with other people, probably both because for some reason, people think I know a lot about <laughs> making choices for yourself, but um realistically, and we all know this, like majority of people who graduate from high school and go into college as a couple, for the most part, it doesn't end up working out. There are cases where it does work out. There are cases. I'm not saying that it's it's never a chance. Like I'm not saying every single person who graduates high school and goes to college as a couple together, by the time they graduate, they're not going to be together. There are cases where By the end of it, they're still together. That's what I call like high school sweethearts, all that stuff, like cute, whatever it exists. But for the most part, it's just not realistic. And honestly, if anyone was ever to come to me and be like, Eva, what should I do? I don't know what I should do. Should I stay with him or should I stay with her? I know I'm about to go to college and all this other stuff and I'm about to do all these other things, but like, I really love them. Honest to God, my advice is going to be to essentially go to college as a single person to, so that you can fully experience that part of your life. Because there is something to be said about, again, I, I told you guys, I'm kind of talking from experience, but also, okay, I'm talking from experience, but also like of For myself and also other people's lives who I've like been a part of. So it's a multitude of experience here. (laughs) And generally what happens is if you go into college latched up to someone. (laughs) You don't really get to experience I don't think everything fully, yo-yo gets to still have like those college experiences, like the games and all that stuff and going out and all that stuff. But there's always going to be that part of you who is still connected to this other person where like things that you probably would have done as a single individual in college, you are not going to do because you're in this relationship with this person, whether they're you're Both at the same college, or is a long distance relationship? And also, I feel like a long distance relationship is hard enough for people who aren't in school to add on that extra complexity when you're in school. That's also a different type of like experience where you don't get to fully experience college the way you might. Okay, you'll get to have different. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this, make this make sense. Okay. If you're in a relationship and it's long distance versus if you're in a relationship and you're both at the same school, you can still have two different, completely two different experiences, um, where one may feel like they have a little more freedom because their partner is not actually there and the other one doesn't really feel like they have as much freedom because their partner is there. But if you go completely not attached to anyone, you have that freedom to fully realize who you are. During those four years, because you're still growing as a human being, like you experience so much in college from so many different sides, different sides, everyone's story is completely their own. And so that's why I'm like, if anyone ever asked me, my advice is always going to be to go to college with no strings <laughs> attached and not latched up to anyone so that you can fully experience College, the way that you should be experiencing college, and be able to grow in the way that you need to grow. Yeah, you can still grow, and you're probably growing different ways if you do go to college, either in a long distance relationship or in a relationship that's there. But like, also think of all the other relationships that you could be missing out of. Cause like, now I'm going. I feel like I'm going on a little bit of rant. But like, also when you think about high school, like you're kind of again, you're in this bubble, so you only know these certain amount of people. And if you go, you get your boyfriend or you get your girlfriend, and then, like, that's your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend, or if you had a couple while you were in high school, but then you end up going into college with this one person, then that's, like, whoever knows however many other people you don't get to build a connection with because you're still attached to someone, essentially, from your past, which it sounds pretty harsh to say that, but it is realistically, you are still attached to someone, like... Who's in your past where you're supposed to be walking towards the future? So I don't know. I feel like I can go on a long tangent about this. I'm very passionate clearly about this, but we're just gonna leave it there. So I was a little bit disappointed um, with Peter, but I was happy to see Laura Jane make that that decision for herself because I feel like that was the first time she truly made a decision for herself. But then again, you know, because of the type of movie that we're watching, <laughs> we know by the end of it they're gonna still be together. I mean, I don't know who thought that they weren't gonna be together by the time we ended this movie. But essentially, um, Peter, he apologizes after he has that conversation with his father, and his father's kind of like dropping little nuggets where I was like, Oh my gosh, he's gonna take this, and be like, oh I don't think about Lorraine, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And so he's gonna take that and be like, Oh, I need to apologize. So just, essentially that's what he does, he does. Um And they make up and they decide that they're at least going to try to make this long distance relationship in school work. And that's kind of where we end things. We don't really see anything after they graduate. (laughs) And it's kind of up to the viewer to make their own um, conclusion about how they think or where they think LJ and Peter end up. But you guys already know, I'm, <laughs> if we were to have another movie, then I would be like, oh, they're going to end up together. But like, because it was all in the open, I think realistically, they might <laughs> break up. And then who knows? There are, there are stories where you do break up, you go through college, and then somehow you guys find yourselves back um, with each other. And then if that's the case, then hey, it's, maybe it's meant to be. But like... <laughs> I just think you need that space to be, like, to fully, like, grow into who you're supposed to be. Um, and, yeah. It's, it's, I'm not going to go there again. But, yeah. I just think you need that space to um, grow and become the person who you're supposed to be. Because, again, you can't really grow if you're holding on to things in the past. Don't not trying to make it super harsh, but, like... Just trying to keep it real with you guys. So anyway, so yeah, so that's pretty much the gist of it. Honestly, it was just honest. It was to me like a wrap up type of a thing. There wasn't really this fascinating (laughs) story arc. It was essentially just like, hey, it's senior year. Everyone's getting their college acceptances, and the the um, inner struggle that LJ has with trying to figure out what she wants to do and then realizing that. So it wasn't really like this big story arc, I don't think. But I think for anyone who's been watching since the first movie or who is a fan of the books and was going to watch anyway, then I think it's just a good wrap up for the series in a whole. Do I still call it a series even if it's movies, the franchise as a whole? Not really sure. Um how close to the source material it is but I'm assuming it's probably along the same lines uh I guess we're gonna talk about other people Kitty you guys know Kitty is one of my favorites in this she's super fun she's realistic she says whatever is on her mind so I thought it was fun and cute to kind of give her a little bit of a love interest and to see how differently she handles that um, versus LJ, where she's just very much like, oh, it doesn't work. Like, I'm not, like, she's just, just not heart all the way in connected to it. It's just pretty much like, a, oh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I thought that was fun. I also love seeing more of Margot um, during this film because she's always been there, but not really there. And so we got to see a lot of her when they were in Seoul in the beginning and then um, throughout the rest of it on the phone kind of being that voice of reason for LJ. Uh, we have Trevor and Chris, which their relationship has always been an interesting one. And I love how just like realistic and blunt Chris is. And she also kind of acts as a voice of reason for LJ. And so I think also in contrast, comparing like how she does relationships to LJ, I feel like if you compare anyone's anyone to LJ relationship wise, they're going to be a little bit more like not attached where i feel like she lj goes in completely heart first um so i thought that was fun and also i love the moments with uh chris and lj and genevieve while they were in while they were at nyu and kind of like hanging out together and being like hey this is what our life could be like for the next four years and it can be freaking crazy and cool and fun and all this other stuff. So I love that moment as well. But also the couch on the train, do people really do that? And I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> people actually really do like transport couches on the L. Why well, I don't want to call it the L because I'm thinking about Chicago. What is it called in New York? I can't even think of it. But anyway, I think that's, I would not be surprised if people actually really have done that uh, in New York. And also I love seeing Lucas and also how they slid it in that Lucas was going to be close to where, um, LJ was going to be. So like they get to hang out in college, which I want to see that. I think that would be fun, (laughs) a fun thing to see. (laughs) So I was happy to see that. And then also, of course, um, we had, uh, LJ's dad and Trina, they got married Um, so kind of like, all this was kind of revolving around this whole wedding as well. So it was fun to see that. I mean, again, it was just like a nice little wrap up to the whole little franchise, um, if you will. So I don't know. I don't really have much more to say (laughs) about it. I thought, you know, it was a good wrap up. I thought, I felt like there was closure even for those who are like, but like what happens after college? I mean, I still felt like there was closure in I don't really need them to tell, tell us what happens because I think we all can kind of come up with our own version of what we th- think happens. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys. That was To All the Boys, Always and Forever. I cannot believe that I actually discussed all three movies clearly as we went along. I feel like I got angrier and angrier, but it actually I'm just not. And I'm happy, I am happy with how LJ ended this whole thing compared to LJ in the first movie to LJ now I am happy with how she ended and I and I, I felt like I saw real growth this movie and I don't really feel like I've seen that in the previous movies but this one for sure I felt like I saw real growth and so that makes me happy. And we're just going to leave it at that. So I want to know what you guys thought about To All the Boys, Always and Forever. Was it a good wrap up for you? Uh, let me know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at visiting on Instagram. At Kerbin on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.